0: Hey there, and welcome to episode 159 of Running Lean. My name is Patrick McGillivray, the weight loss coach for runners. And today, always becoming more with Natasha Sorensen. So six months ago, Natasha Sorensen, or Tash, was a little frustrated with where she was physically, mentally, even emotionally. She was 18 months postpartum with twins and found it difficult to lose the weight she gained during pregnancy. She was also a very active person, running and doing CrossFit regularly, but she couldn't seem to make forward progress. Like she couldn't break that cycle of emotional eating, for example. She knew she was capable of achieving more, but could never really stay consistent long enough to get there. In this episode of the podcast, Natasha talks candidly about her mental and emotional struggles with eating right, with being consistent, and with going after big goals. Personally, I'm very inspired by Tash, and I know you will be too. And if you've ever tried and failed to lose weight on your own, you've probably felt like a lost cause like this is just never gonna work for you but I want you to know something it's not you you're not broken there's nothing wrong with you you can do it you just need a few things in order to succeed specifically you need knowledge you need support you need accountability you need the knowledge you need to know what to do you need to know how to do it you need someone to guide you you need a personalized plan Right? I've coached hundreds of runners on nutrition, strength, endurance, and mindset, and I've helped them to become the healthiest versions of themselves, and I can help you too. You need support. If you want to accomplish anything big, you need support to help you get there, to help you stay on track. You need people in your corner, people who understand what you're going through, people who have been there themselves. That's why I include group coaching, as well as one-on-one coaching in my program. I want to make sure that you have everything you need, all the support that you need to keep making progress, to keep moving forward. And then lastly, you need accountability. You have to have someone there holding you accountable. It's one thing to say you're going to stick to your food plan, let's say, it's quite another thing to have someone there holding you accountable for your actions. Accountability is really the key to making consistent forward progress toward your goals. My unique weight loss coaching program for runners delivers all three, all the knowledge, support, and the accountability that you need to crush your goals. Let's work together and make 2023 your best year yet. To learn more and apply, just go to runningleancoaching.com apply. So Tash is an inspiration to me. She was struggling for a while, mostly with the like mental and emotional side of things, of eating, diets, nutrition, weight loss. She knew deep down that she was capable of becoming more. She had these goals that she wanted for herself. She just found it difficult to get there. She found it difficult to stay on track. You know, she would put together some consistency. She would lose a little bit of weight and gain it back again. Um, this cycle continued for quite some time. She found it very difficult to make any kind of progress. And one of the reasons why I find her story so inspiring is that she never, ever gave up on herself. It was difficult for her at times. And she pushed through that. She knew that she had this amazing version of herself kind of lurking inside, right? And she just needed a little bit of help to let her out right and so in this interview today she talks about her struggles with all this she also talks about some of the amazing accomplishments she's had in a very short amount of time physical accomplishments around running and crossfit but also mental and emotional accomplishments like completely changing her relationship with food and where she is today with all that so today she's committed to this process of always becoming more And this is a concept that I think we all need to embrace. Always becoming more should be all of our goal. It should be your goal. It should be my goal. It is my goal. It should be how you live your life. It should just be like who you are and what you do. And Tash embodies this concept beautifully. I know you're going to love this inspirational conversation with Tash Sorensen. Well, today I am talking with uh, Natasha Sorensen and or tash right you like to be called tash yeah and today we're just going to kind of go through a little bit of your journey because i think you were able to accomplish some pretty amazing things in the um relatively short amount of time that you and i've been working together and every time i talk to you it's such a pleasure and it's so uh, Mm, uplifting for me because you are doing the deal you know, like you show up and you, and you take instruction well, and you, and you are very disciplined about what you do. And, and then it's, it's obvious because you're getting these amazing results. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about where you started and some of the things that, you know, you were struggling with. So give us a little bit of an idea of where you were six months ago when you and I started working together and, and what it is you were looking for some help with everybody that seeks out coaching or seeks out some help. It's because you're, you're struggling with some things, things aren't working for you and you need some help and some guidance. And so kind of give us a little bit of a feel of, of where you were at that time and what you wanted for yourself and what you were kind of struggling with.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, so six months ago, I would have been um, about 18 months postpartum with my uh, my twin boys. So that was uh, a pretty epic uh, life event for me. And uh, I put on roughly sort of 50, 60 pounds during my twin pregnancy. And um, I think when we met, I was still holding on to, you know, roughly 30 of those pounds. And um, that was despite going back to walking and running and CrossFit. And um, and I think what comes in uh, hand in hand with being a mum and, you know, being a mum of twins is an amazing experience, um, but it's also been amazingly difficult. And it triggered some pretty deep set, um, you know, postpartum depression and anxiety. and And I just really had a, a very hard time early on. Um, and my way of sort of dealing with those really big emotions is to basically just feed them and (laughs) shove them down with food and, and, and really not deal with them at all. Um, so in reality, I, I wasn't dealing with those emotions at all. I was just eating over the top of them. Um, and, and in March last year, I was, you know, I was doing a lot of walking, um, I was out sort of two hours a day walking with my twins in the Pram and listening to a lot of podcasts and I and I stumbled upon your podcast. Um, and I I sort of binged through all of your episodes because it, it really felt like you were speaking to me. It felt like basically every episode you made was tailored to my situation. And um and yeah, so I I felt like there was this big change that needed to be made in my life. I felt very stuck. When we were met, when we met, and 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 I I didn't know how to help myself, um, and I'd never really been in that position before. I was, um, I was I've always been very strong-willed, and and I've you know been able to stay fit and healthy and achieve my goals with a, a fair amount of ease, and I just found myself in a really bad position, um, physically, mentally, emotionally. There was just a lot going on for me, so um, I felt like this was the big change that i that i needed um and you addressed addressed all of the important issues around being being your best self and that obviously included diet um and also you know for me running and uh, and you, you addressed the importance of strength training in that running journey um but a, i think a really big one for me was addressing mental health and mental well-being and really knowing why I was, you know, choosing to eat when I felt bad and why I would constantly sabotage myself, constantly. Um, and so, I'd, you know, I'd lose a few kilos here and there, but at the end of the day, it would never amount to anything and I'd go straight back to where I was before. And this cycle had been going on for, you know, at least 18 months. But, you know, sort of leads back into my previous life before i was pregnant pregnant as well you know i'd kind of always done this it was yo-yoing between good and bad situations um so i felt like receiving coaching with you was really going to help me address all of those aspects but probably most importantly it was going to um I, I was focused on resetting my mindset and using my mindset to my advantage rather than my disadvantage
0: mhm that's such a big thing i want to touch on that a little bit here so that mental and emotional piece is so important and so common. And so, you know, it, it's so, um, like normalized, you know, cause, yeah. cause we all can relate to what you just described there, you know, Yeah, absolutely. um, but nobody wants to talk about it. You know, nobody wants to really address that issue. And I, and I work with a lot of runners and, and a lot of guys too. And a lot of the guys are like, um, Oh, you know, I don't have, I don't, I'm not an emotional person. You know, I, they don't want to really talk about that, but they do some emotional eating, you know, they'll call it stress eating or something else, but it's all the same thing, right? You're eating because you want to feel better or you're stressed out or you're anxious or you're bored or you're lonely or you're tired, whatever it is. And you're just using food as a way of of feeling better and dealing with or or not dealing with the actual things that you're feeling inside, you know? So if we can just like, if everybody would just like, uh, admit that, like we all do some type of emotional type of eating, then we can start to address it and start to look at it. So you were, you were keen on that early on to just say like, Mm -hmm. Hey, this is an issue and I'm having, I'm struggling with this. And I think that was good to sort of admit that, you know, the other thing that is good about you and your, your approach to this and wanting the help is that you understood that it required a shift in your mindset. And it's not just about like, what do you do? Because we all kind of know what to do, or we can, we can learn about what to do, but it's a whole different thing to adopt a different mindset around all of this stuff Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: that you, you change your, you change your default thinking and you change your default feeling and you change how you, uh, handle these different situations, whether it's stress from work or dealing with the kids or whatever it is, you know? So you were really good about that mindset is such a huge piece to all of this, whether you're trying to lose weight or trying to, you know, win a CrossFit competition or, you know, PR your, uh, half marathon or, and the emotional eating habit, you know, it's, it's a, it's the right mindset the, with the right mindset. You are, very powerful and capable of all kinds mm. of things, which you've proven, you know? So I just want to address that. And it's so important that you um, looked at that and and made that a priority for you of addressing that mindset piece and, and sh- making that shift for you.
1: So yeah, what I were,
0: think, yeah, no, go ahead.
1: Sorry. I think one of the most important lessons I've learned from you is that um, this isn't a game of willpower. Mm.
0: Um,
1: you can go through the processes of, you know, eating right and, and getting out there and running. But at the end of the day, something's going to challenge that. And if you don't have the mindset to cope with that, then your willpower is eventually going to fail you. So, yeah, I think mindset over, um, over just relying on pure willpower is really, really important.
0: Yeah. So when you, when you start to make those like really profound internal shifts, then the things that you're doing externally become much easier, you know, developing good habits and things like that. So, okay. So give us a little bit of an idea of what that process looked like for you, not just shifting your mindset, but making changes to, you know, your diet, to how you looked at exercise, um, whether it's running or CrossFit or whatever. So what were some of the things that were, easy for you during this process and what were maybe some things you struggled with?
1: Yeah. So, um, I I'd say I didn't really struggle with the change in diet as much as I thought I would. Um, I always felt really well nourished and, and really satisfied. And I think the way that you taught me how to adopt this way of eating, um, meant that I was eating fairly intuitively. Um, and I, I, you know i suppose we can revisit that concept uh if you want to but um i i certainly f- felt like i, I f- the initial fighting off the cravings that was a that was a tough gig um and that lasted a few weeks but i i kind of you'd set me up to expect that that was going to happen um and so i knew that if i could just push through that i'd i'd be in a good place and really within a few pe- few weeks i was um i stopped craving you know all the sugar and and i was losing weight so i was feeling great um probably the one doubt i had was um what sort of effect the low carb eating was going to have on my training and initially i was like i can handle it um and then i sort of started uh incorporating it into my training and trying to do my usual running and my usual crossfit and i felt Pretty dreadful initially. <laughs> um, so much slower. I felt sluggish. My legs were heavy in my runs and everything just felt really hard. And um, keeping my mind right to push through that, I, it really was quite difficult. Um, I think the things that worked to help me get through that Um doing some faster training um and and fasted running that helped. But um I'd say sort of three to four weeks of feeling pretty average. Um yeah, until I was sort of truly fat adapted. And then suddenly everything started taking into place and and my running improved and I was able to lift heavier and I was managing my CrossFit sessions much easier. And, you know, I was I was doing better than even before I was pregnant. So um I did see the gains, but um getting to that that place was really difficult. And I think that was um a huge part of that was the coaching that I received in the in sort of the interim, um mm-hmm. of getting from one place to another.
0: Yeah, that fat adapted process, like getting your body used to burning fat really efficiently is But, you know, it's a little bit of a struggle. It really is for everybody. And it's Mm. like by design, because your body is like not getting the fuel source that it loves sugar. And so you kind of deny that nice, easy fuel source. And it takes a little bit of time for your body to adapt, usually two to six weeks for most people. You're right in the middle there, three to four or something like that. Mm. But here's the thing. A lot of people just give up when they try to do this. They, They give up because it is hard. I remember doing this, like I got fat adapted years ago and I remember like getting on these forums and like Facebook groups and like saying like, how long is this supposed to last? Because I feel like crap and it just, it's continuing. It's not letting up. Like I just can't seem to, and, and people in these groups were telling me just like, stick with it. It'll get better. And it eventually did it for some reason, like when, maybe it was because of the amount of like carbs and sugar I was eating at the time, but it took me a long time, like eight weeks to get fat adapted. And then I, you know, went back to the normal carb, high carb diet sometime after that second time I got fat adapted, which was three, four years ago. Um, again, it took me like eight weeks. So I'm just one of these, I'm a long study, I guess. (laughs) So imagine putting up with that running, struggling for eight weeks. I mean, this that's that's a lot, you know? Um, so three to four weeks is no big deal, but here's the other thing. I wasn't doing it right because I didn't have the kind of guidance that you have. Like I've I've got a lot of experience helping people with this. So I understand some things that kind of speed up the process a little bit. So that (laughs) helps, you know? Um, I don't know anybody really that I'm working with that has taken that long, that eight weeks. That's, that's really on the, on the, um, extreme end. Um, so you're welcome. I took one for the team there.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I think
0: something else you mentioned, I just want to touch on really quickly, which was those cravings. So a lot of times we, we think, okay, running sucks right now. This is hard. I'm having all these cravings and really you just want to quit, right? You just want to just like, why am I even doing this? You know, um, how long did it take for those cravings to sort of, you know, fade away to where you really didn't really experience those anymore?
1: yeah I'd say um, at least two weeks, but maybe even as long as three weeks, I was still, you know, like, oh, I could I could go a block of chocolate right now, but you know as as the process went on, it got much easier to just say no. Um, and uh, and I gave up drinking in that early stage as well. Um, and I was just astonished that I found it so easy to just say no. Um, I really explored the psychology behind drinking with you and why we do it. And, you know, it's very similar, I suppose, to why we eat sugar and and just a matter of making us feel better and making us feel part of some sort of social etiquette. Mm. Um, but I found that I really just didn't need it um as much as I thought I did. Not to de-stress, at least. If anything, it it made me more stressed. So mm. yeah very interesting to just explore that something I'd never really done before.
0: Yeah. And those, those cravings for, for sugar, you know, a lot of people have a hard, a lot of people have a hard time losing weight because the cravings are very intense at the beginning. And so a lot of people, again, they give up, you know, but if you can get through those first couple of weeks, um, they get, they get much easier, easier. um, yeah. yeah. And, and the drinking is interesting because it's one of those things that is very detrimental to our to our health and performance. It really is. So if you're a runner and you're an active person, drinking alcohol, even a few drinks per week is going to diminish your performance. It's going to affect you kind of profoundly. And if you're trying to get fat adapted, if you're trying to like keep your body, uh, burning fat, that alcohol just shuts down that whole process. So people that have a hard time losing weight, or maybe their athletic performance isn't, um, where they want it to be, uh, you know, try not drinking for a period of time. But yeah, again, there's so. that, that social, that mental, emotional, social piece that you talked about, which is like, it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's hard to like be around friends and family who are all drinking and not drink. It's hard to be around friends and family and everybody's eating pizza and ice cream and chocolate bars and not partake in that.
1: Yeah
0: but it's not impossible, you know, we can do that. And, and if you want to be a healthy person, maybe it's worth being the kind of weird one at the table for a while. (laughs) Um, but okay. So let's, let's like fast forward just a little bit. So you got through this kind of transition period where the cravings were there then they kind of went away. The running was really hard. CrossFit was hard, but then it started to get better. And then mm-hmm. what kinds of improvements did you start to see after that? So now that you've like done the hard work, you've gotten through the, that really challenging phase of getting fat adapted, what kinds of improvements did you start to see?
1: Yeah. Um, I just want to mention that I think, um, a pivotal part of getting through those first few weeks was, um, not only the one-on-one coaching that I do with you, because I was able to sort of debrief those situations as and when I needed to, um, but uh, the groups, the group coaching was very um, effective in dealing with that. Like speaking to other people that have been through that initial process and sort of had some success that was reassuring. And, um, and I think very important for me, that sort of camaraderie of like other people that knew what you were going through, but it had, successfully sort of um got to the other side so i think um like you said uh you did the hard work hard work and <laughs> um and uh i think that um a lot of people in that when if they're trying to do this alone that self doubt is usually going to get the better of them and they're going to give up um so having both you and the other sort of students, I suppose, um, to fall back on. That's been a really important part of the success, I think. Um, in terms of uh, how things just sort of started to improve for me after that, um, so I've lost, uh, I'm closing in on, if if not already there, 20 pounds, um, and I'm almost uh, you know, I'm pretty much back at what I was pre-pregnancy. Um, if not, maybe even a little better. Um, I've certainly lost body fat and increased um, sort of lean uh, muscle mass. Mm. I've lost as much as sort of 10% of body fat. So um, while uh, I may sort of be heavier on the scale, um than I was pre-pregnancy. I feel like my body composition overall is just like astoundingly better than what it was before. Yeah. Um, that's that's
0: really what we want. It's not necessarily yeah. about like the, the some number on the scale. It's about getting healthy, yeah. getting strong and feeling good.
1: Absolutely. And my clothes, you know, they fit the same. So I think, uh, really it's a lot of the time it's about non-metric, um, successes as well as it is the scale. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so, even though, like in that sort of weight loss process, I, d- I did hit a plateau or two along the way, it honestly didn't bother me because I was making a lot more progress in in sort of other areas of um, of my life. So, um, my running, I was I was regularly doing five uh, k um, sort of time trial style, um, and I my my five k time went from thirty one minutes. Um, sort of middle of last year to uh twenty-three minutes. And I was running that with a double pram and toddlers um you but know, you're pushing two
0: kids in the Pram and, yeah, and you ran yeah. a 23 minute 5K.
1: Yeah. And That's like that I, I wouldn't <laughs> have been I don't think I would have been capable of that pre pregnancy. So like I just maybe even when I was 25, I wouldn't have been capable of that. So Um, and I, I ran at my first, um, half marathon after, you know, sort of a few years, I'd say three or four years. And I ran that fasted with just electrolytes and I beat my um, previous time by like five minutes. Um, I entered my first trail run because uh, sort of you inspired me, um, to, to give trail running a go. And, um, that was at the end of last year. And I, my first trail run, I, I got a podium, um, (laughs) I just like I don't even recognize the person that I am. Um I did a a slightly longer one over the weekend um last this last weekend gone and um I placed 5th in that one. So uh, it just yes. my running has just like taken off in ways that I didn't know was possible. Um and I mean I'm I'm certain that that's because I'm um, I'm leaner and fitter and stronger but also um I, I trust myself to take take those, uh, those leaps of faith and, Mm. and, and my confidence has come through in, in leaps and bounds because I've attended to the mindset as well as, you know, the physical and the mental, um, stuff.
0: I want to talk about running just for a second here, because you touched on a couple of things that I think are interesting. One is that you are, uh, fitter and stronger and leaner. Yes. But running has improved substantially for you. You know and and it's because you've done the hard work you've you've you know shifted how you kind of train a little bit um but i think you know Mm -hmm. from a fueling standpoint i want to touch on that which is like you're doing a lot of these runs without fuel like you're not you don't need to to you know carb up and carb load Mm. and do all the stuff before you take on a half marathon or a or a fast 5k like you can just do it with very minimal or zero fuel and still perform exceptionally well if you're yeah. if you're winning or taking the podium or whatever you know kind of accomplishments I mean amazing you're doing amazingly well so how does that feel like how does it feel to run um because it's very counterintuitive to what you know the uh, a lot of the running community will tell you out there um uh, yeah I, I think it's I think it's an amazing feeling like how does that feel for you
1: yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like mind blowing. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, six months ago, if you had told me that I could run my fastest 5k in like, I think in like almost 10 years um, fasted then with a, with a double pram, like I I would have laughed at you really. Um, so funny. it's quite amazing. And, you know, like, Um, I think a point that you've driven home for me as well is that low carb doesn't mean no carbs. Mm. Um, And really we can use carbohydrates to our advantage. Um, So if there is a really important race coming up or, um, you know, with my CrossFit comps, I I can have half a banana or, um, you know, uh, we've picked out some uh, sort of better tailored gels to, to low carb eating and, you can use those and they really have an effect because um they're not just like an everyday piece of your of your diet um and so they they give you just like this propulsion of energy um that your body is just like wow but actually so much of the time you can get that just from you know having a glass of electrolytes mm-hmm. i think um an enormous part of the sort of low carb life is making sure that you are well hydrated and your electrolytes are topped up all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's this um, hack that nobody really knows about um, how important uh, salt is in the body and and being well hydrated. It's almost like, uh, you know, like, yeah, like a biohack um, in terms of the energy it can give you uh, for your, for a, just a standard workout. Um, I always feel better when I'm optimally hydrated. Um, and I think that's when you are eating low carb, it's very easy to become dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I yeah that's hope awesome. that answers your question.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. So, uh, uh, it's just so interesting because people think that if, if you're not using all the sugar and gels Absolutely. And carbs to run, like you're just not going to be able to perform at your best and you're just what? living proof that you can.
1: I come from a triathlon background and i can't tell you it's like just the amount of carbohydrates i used to eat um just sort of all day every day and um and the gels and the you know just crazy crazy amounts in the hundreds of grams of carbohydrates a day mm-hmm. um whereas now i'm you know probably sitting around 50 although i'm like i said i'm very intuitive about that i don't count Carb for carb. Um, I've kind of found what works for me in that in a range that I can easily find without looking at what the carbs are in each item of food. And um, as long as I sort of maximize my protein, I think protein's really important. That's another lesson I've learned from you. Protein, you basically can't have too much. Um and uh, and yeah, I just I can't even believe how I used to eat. And um, and I'm really getting, not only getting the same results as I would have when I was doing that, but better results than um, when I was doing that. And I'm maintaining my health and, um, you know, my physical, I want to say, appearance is not important, but uh, my sort of like physique, far easier than I was when I was fighting 500 grams of carbs a day. Yeah. So, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause yeah, your body's fighting against that process right there. All that sugar intake. Yeah. Um, so, uh, running improves substantially. It sounds like, have you, have you tried doing one of those five keys without pushing the twins?
1: <laughs> um, I'm going to, um, yeah. I'm actually going to, I'm thinking of trying it this weekend. Um, make my hubby take take the pram and we'll see. My uh my PB when I, I set when I was about 23 is 22 minutes and like a few seconds. So oh, you're gonna beat that. Maybe I've got it in me.
0: <laughs> you're gonna beat that. I mean, I can just I can just tell you're
1: gonna beat. That. If it doesn't happen For now, sure. it will happen. Although mm-hmm. I I honestly didn't think it would have happened ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, six months ago. So it's it's nice to have the confidence to think that I I can maybe do it again.
0: Oh, you can absolutely do it. You know, I have no doubt. So let's talk a little bit about CrossFit. Um how long have you been doing CrossFit and kind of where have you been and and where where what were you able to accomplish in CrossFit? Cuz CrossFit's a whole different ball game. It's a more high intensity type of exercise um can be and it's really focused on strength, you know. So when we talk about fat burning, a lot of people think oh yeah, that's great for you know, the long, slow running, they think ultra runners or, or whatever, but what about for high intensity exercise, like, um, CrossFit, is it applicable?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely applicable. Um, and while in, you know, the same breath uh, those early few workouts, and I would have, it would have been maybe a handful of workouts, like five to 10 workouts that I was like, Oh, I feel heavy and sluggish um now I don't even I don't even think about it I'll go in the morning and do fasted workouts or you know sometimes in the afternoon um I've even done one meal Monday and gone and done a CrossFit workout that was like one of my most epic workouts I just felt amazing the whole way through it and I hadn't eaten all day I hadn't eaten in like 24 hours um, and I'm not to say that, you know, that's a necessary part of the the lifestyle. I was just uh sort of playing around at that stage, but um I just don't think uh yeah, you certainly don't need absorbent amounts of food to fuel mm-hmm. those workouts. Um in terms of like you said, it's a really strength-based um I mean it's 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 an overall program where we try and be good at at many different things. Um, but it's got a, a huge strength-based component where they do a lot of Olympic lifting. And I've basically PB'd all of my of my lifts um, in that component of the sport. So, you know, uh, deadlifts and squats and cleans and snatches. I've, I'm lifting heavier than what, than what I was even before I was pregnant. And I was, admittedly, I was still quite new to CrossFit um, pre-pregnancy. Like I'd only been doing it maybe eight to 10 months. Um, But I wasn't foreign to the concept of lifting uh, heavy weights. It was just uh, I was taking on CrossFit as a new way of exploring that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I still, I see improvements every day still. Um, And I think that's the beauty of CrossFit is that um, it's always about how much you challenge yourself. And there's always somewhere to go and grow and be better. Um, And even stuff that I thought, I'll never be any good at that. Um, particularly the the gymnastics So now that I'm leaning down, I'm, I'm finding I'm, I'm actually able to do movements that I thought I'll never do that. That's ridiculous. Like I'm a 35 year old woman. I'm never going to do that. Like, (laughs) and now here I am like, and I can do, I can do some of them and I'm saying, I'm like, Hey, I couldn't do that last week or I couldn't do that last month. And it's just, um, yeah, I think again it, it's gone it's given me the confidence to try mm. to try these completely different things.
0: Yeah, and you had a CrossFit competition not too long ago. Um what was that all yeah. about?
1: In November. Um and it was my my coach kind of pushed me to just give it a go and um they entered me into the beginners um category just simply because there's a lot of stuff in both the intermediate and um, obviously the, they call it the fire breathers category or the RX category um, that I wasn't able to do. And if you're you're not capable of doing the movements, well, you're not going to do any good. So he entered me in beginners and um, I found it incredibly challenging, but I placed fourth overall. In fact, for maybe the first half of the weekend, I was on the podium, um, but I got, I got pipped at the (laughs) (laughs) Got pipped at the post. Um, But that's okay. I I mean, I was just like astounded to even be up there at all. Um, And I've got another one coming up in about two weeks' time um, with a slightly different format where uh, the first two days you compete, uh, the whole group competes together and they seed you into a category. Mm -hmm. um based on your performance in the first two days and then the third day you compete in the category that they seed you into so it'll be interesting to see where i kind of fall uh, as a natural progression of my capabilities and my ability to lift and do the gymnastics and do the cardio and um yeah
0: six months ago did you see yourself like on the podium for crossfit competition or for these runs that you've been doing no ways
1: Mm -hmm. no (laughs) ways um and it's, it's done so much for me, uh, not only, um, you know, physically, but I, I'm just a, a different, much more lighter person. Um, I really believe in myself and that's following through into a lot of other aspects of my life, including my professional and my academic life. So yeah, I think it's been a really important process and, um, it's just nice to believe in yourself. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I don't ever feel like I'm going to be at the Olympics or be at the CrossFit games, but it's just nice to um succeed in your own little world, you know?
0: Yeah. And when you talk about being a little bit lighter, I mean, I think you mean like uh, mentally and emotionally, right? Yes.
1: Yes. yes.
0: Physically too, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. As well.
1: But um, um, certainly I think everybody in my life can tell that I am, I'm just a happier, um, mentally stronger person.
0: Mm. And it's so interesting how these types of changes bleed over into all different areas of our lives. So this isn't just about running. This isn't just about CrossFit or, you know, low carb or anything like that. Like these are all just, you know, tools, really. These are all things that we do because we love them and we feel amazing when we do them and it makes life better you know when when we're taking care of ourselves and when we're becoming that healthiest version of ourselves we are better in relationship we're better with our kids we're better at work you know so there's all these uh these uh there's bleed into other areas of our life there's this ripple effect right that happens Mm -hmm. and then i'm assuming that the people around you are, you know, probably feeling better too and a little yeah. less stressed out and those relationships improve and work improves and all those good things,
1: right? Yeah, absolutely. Um I think one of my uh sort of main reasons for taking this on was so that I could be a better mum to my boys um a more present and emotionally stable mum so that I could help them be you know emotionally stable and 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 grow in a healthy way um and teach them how to be physically active and eat well um but also be a more present and emotionally stable wife and i think um coming back to those reasons every time there's like a moment of doubt or things haven't gone my way for a day, or I'm just feeling blah, you know, coming back to those reasons has been really important because they're always more important than eating a block of chocolate or, (laughs) um, you know, a piece of cake or they're always more important.
0: Yeah. And And so I guess that goes
1: back to mindset.
0: Yeah. Uh, A big piece of that mindset is having that, that very powerful, reason why you're doing this stuff. And like you, you always have that North star sort of guiding you. And when you have that, it makes it a little bit easier to get up in, in the morning and and hit the gym or, or put on the running shoes and and do a workout or to not eat the chocolate bar or drink the wine because you, you have these higher, there's a kind of a higher purpose to this, you know? Yeah. And I love this idea of sort of the ripple effect and part of my mission is to you know be an example of what's possible help other people like you become an example of what's possible now you're spreading that to your sphere of influence you know the people in your life you're showing them what's what's possible and hopefully you know you'll touch other people's lives and so we have this really awesome ripple effect that we're creating here of positivity of mindset of you know uh, mental and emotional health and well-being of you know, eating right and feeling good and being healthy and being a healthy, strong, fit human being, um, in all areas of our lives. So I, th- I love this. I, I love your, your story and I love your progression here. And I love the things you've been able to accomplish. And you're such a, thank you're you. such an inspiration. You really are. Well,
1: thank you. I, I owe it to you. Um, but thank you. I am, I'm really happy with how things have gone for me.
0: Yeah. So give me an idea of what's next for you Tash. So you've got you know you talk about doing this 5k, maybe getting that personal best, right? Without the, yeah. without the pram, without pushing the kids. So what else is on the on the list for you for this year?
1: Um, well, I've got a bee in my bonnet that I want to do an ultra. So I'm going to try a, a 50K um, ultra marathon in July, end of July. And um, and I'll do a marathon in the sort of lead up as part of my training. I'm going to go and do uh, the Gold Coast Marathon on the east coast of Australia with my sister. Um, that probably won't be sort of like a a targeted uh, run where I'll I'll try and get a, my most amazing um, marathon time just cause I'll try and sort of roll it into my training, which might just be mostly easy if I, especially, especially if I'm running sort of 42 K in preparation for a 50, but um, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to uh, changing it up and completely different terrain. Um, I'm a strictly road runner up to this point. So i um, going to finish the Perth uh, summer trail series and um, they've got a winter one as well where I can sort of dabble a little bit more in that and um, I'd like to do quite well in this up-and-coming CrossFit uh, competition but potentially at the end of the year I'll repeat the one that I did Um, and i Uh, I, I know that I've already admitted this to you, but, um, it always feels a little bit strange, but I'd, I'd really like to win it. (laughs) So, um, we'll see. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be cool. Even just on the podium would be good. Um, I feel like fourth kind of was like a bit crappy, (laughs) Mm. but, um, but yeah, uh, just, I just want to see, um, how much I can achieve in a year. And really, I feel like it's going to be enormous. Um, mm. So not not unachievable. Um, I just need to have some faith in myself.
0: When was the last time you ran a marathon?
1: 2019.
0: Oh, okay, so not that long ago.
1: So I mean, realistically, um, it was probably, It's uh, to say that I could probably beat my time. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's mm-hmm. very possible
0: do these goals <clears throat> do these goals scare you a little bit do they feel a little bit yeah. like outside your comfort zone yeah good
1: they feel I'm very uncomfortable <laughs> yeah yeah
0: they should i like that yeah saying like okay i'm i'm making this declaration that i'm gonna win this crossfit competition that's a that's a little scary i would oh, imagine <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it feels um it feels a little top heavy so we'll see um um uh, but like I said, I definitely don't think it's unachievable. I just, um, I need to stay dedicated to the cause. And if I keep seeing the improvement in my, you know, week to week progressions at CrossFit and my running, then the sky's the limit really. Um, mm. So I'm excited. And I think, you know, even if it doesn't happen, um, the progress I make over the course of the next year, trying to achieve it will be rewarding enough in itself
0: yeah cool yeah and like let's say you don't you know win the thing this year there's always next year you know and there's yeah. so we're not we're not really it's, like focused on oh i have to accomplish this by this date but it's like setting these right. goals for ourselves and wanting to uh improve and and setting this goal of winning this crossfit comp if that's the goal that you have in your mind and that's the goal that you're constantly working towards eventually you'll get there as long as you don't quit
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like this is going to be a long term thing for me. Mm. Um, I'm always going to be chasing something different, something that's going to push me out of my comfort zone, um, and that's like a really exciting part of my life.
0: Mm. Do you feel like this whole, you know, shift that you've made in your diet and exercise and all this, uh, the low carb lifestyle, whatever we want to call it, do you feel like this is something that is sustainable for you and something that you can, can do going forward pretty easily, or is it a little bit of a struggle still?
1: No, absolutely. Uh, I don't find it hard at all. Mm. Uh, I, in fact, if I, I will never go back to what it was before. Never. Um, it is not worth it in my mind, not for anything. Um, in fact, if anything, I want to just try and, uh, yeah. Just I want to say influence those around me. I'm not really about shoving stuff on people, though. Yeah. Um, but already my husband, you know, he eats like I do and he's seen uh, changes. I'd like to influence my um, my little carb-eating gremlin children. But um, <laughs> that's a process I may tackle a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't struggle with it at all. And I I really can't ever imagine going back to what it was before because nothing feels as good as this does.
0: Mm, I love that. Uh, And one thing I've learned over the years is that you cannot force your agenda on anybody else. All we can do is just lead by example, just be a good example, eat healthily you know your fitness will improve your health improves your mood improves you lose weight you look better you feel better people see that and then they're like and well they maybe i maybe i'll do that maybe i should yeah. make some changes here too but anytime we try to try to get people on our agenda it just doesn't work nobody yeah,
1: wants to be told no. what to do so and i don't want to be part of that <laughs> process either so it really ne- and it, i think it really needs to come from you um, you need to be ready to take it on because otherwise it's, it's just going to fail.
0: Yeah. You have to be ready to change. Have to be ready. Yeah. yeah. Love it. So anything else you want to share? Any other takeaways from this whole experience for you?
1: Um, I mean, I guess for uh, anybody else that that's sort of in this position where they're on the fence um, they're thinking about doing something like this. Is to just do it, mm. and uh, and I, particularly from a place um, of a, um, a mother, um, your body is not. It's it's not over. Like it felt like it really was for me. I felt like my best days had come and gone, and my mum bod was just going to weigh me down for um, the rest of time both physically and emotionally and um and I really I can't believe how much I've changed my body in the last 6 months and and if anything it is stronger and better than it was before I had my kids and that's you know for a few other reasons in terms of like um I carried and birthed two babies and <laughs> not not much can be harder than that but um yeah. I think I think uh, yeah, just um it doesn't have to be the end for you. Uh, you really can make a comeback and you can be your best self in in spades. Um, and you know, for the for the guys out there um and and the the non mums, the process is the same. Um, you really just you can be your best self but it, it requires dedication and it requires a, an all-in effort for all aspects of your life but it is achievable to cook the right food it is it is achievable to be in social situations where you have to deny what other people are eating or drinking and the drinking is obviously a personal choice um, but it's very very achievable and accomplishable
0: Awesome, love it. Well, thank you so much for being here and just kind of sharing your experiences and your story. like I said before, you are an inspiration um thank you thank you for having me, me. I'm honored people. to yeah and and it's um it's just such a pleasure to see the progress and to see the accomplishments and to see your the way you're handling all of this with such grace, you know and just like, yeah, you're laughing, but <laughs> from where I'm sitting, that's the way I see it and I know <laughs> it has been challenging for you at times, but really you've just shown up and 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 been very disciplined about about all this and and it's gotten easier for you and I just love the the whole like sustainability for you that this is something that you've really um eased into and feel like it's something that is very sustainable for you going forward. I yeah. love it. So great, great stuff. Thank you so much, Tash.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: If you're a runner and you've been struggling to lose weight or you keep losing and gaining the same 10 pounds over and over again, or you're finally ready to get to your natural weight and stay there for good this time, then I have something you will love. I've created a powerful new training just for you called Running Lean for Life.